Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Open your hearts, loosen your holes. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real life couple. Real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Naomi, I'm always worried. Now we have new hip neighbors. Yeah, next door, the neighbors, they <laughs> seem like in their early 20s, they're playing music after 10 p.m. Uh-huh. It's Drake audible. remixes. They're loud, they're young, they're active. Not in a bad, like, I'm not, like, knocking on the door like you're too loud. It's more like, no, no, no. oh, the, the vibe has changed. Like, yeah. these, these people are active. They're, they're cool. They're very nice, too. I've met them. But um, I'm always worried. Like, I hear cool stuff coming from their apartment because we're very close to each other. Uh, and then you and I are walking around singing the theme song from House Hunters International. <laughs> And, <laughs> which is a 20 second instrumental that's not very good okay <laughs> and i'm just like oh this couldn't be a more stark <laughs> difference <laughs> this is like what we're doing <laughs> so yeah that's us and now you're inside of our hearts and lives so that's what we do because we're cool and good <laughs> <laughs> we're better than your lift driver oh my god you guys i just have to share this because you know how, like sometimes when somebody says something where you experience something and you just can't be alone in it so me telling y'all is how i cannot be alone in this i was in a lift recently a, a caucasian gentleman 60 something spectacles thin what kind of spectacles are we he talking just- like he just had a, the reason I'm saying all this, cause like he almost just had like a professor look to him. Oh, okay. like he was in like a, I want to say like a, like a, like a long sleeve button down. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was just really giving, um, teacher professor after hours. However, uh, apropos of nothing, cause you know, I get in my lift, honey, I got the window down. Uh-huh. I got the KN95 at least on, I'm creating a cross breeze. I'm trying to get all everybody else's breath from all the previous rides as well as the drivers. You know, that's my system when I get a lift. But that's it. But I say nothing. I'm in my mask. I ain't got to communicate nothing with you. You see how I live my life. That's it. But it's not about you. I don't know how. But he said to me, he's like, he's like, I wasn't worried about COVID. He's like, because I'm so healthy. He's like, I have a, he's like, I have an immune system of an ox, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, those vaccines were not vaccines. They were gene therapy experiments. And people don't, a lot of people don't know that, but you know, I did my own research 
and I found out. That oh, that's I didn't what know that was. I didn't know that the Lyft driver was also a biochemist. Yeah, so that was like really wild, and that was like just kind of fun to be in a car, you know, uh, where you know my safety, uh, the speed with which I would arrive at my destination, was determined by somebody who wanted to tell me, a total stranger, he was only going to interact with for twenty minutes, that the vaccines were not vaccines; they were gene therapy experiments. And I said, "Well, honey." If their experiments call me a white mouse. Okay, because I've been shot up 20 different times. I got all the vaxes you can give me. That's why so many of the people that got the COVID vaccine turned into the fly from that uh, Goldblum movie. That's exactly it. We're not talking about that. No one's talking about it. We need to go on Rogan and talk about that. (laughs) Why aren't we talking about all the people turning into the fly? That's not being addressed in public. But it was very wild. And the way I had to just go, "Uh uh-huh. Like I was like I was like, literally the, he talked the whole t- the whole ride about gene therapy. I know about other stuff too, but it's the whole time I, I literally I never said what I go. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm because I was trying to keep my mouth closed to really limit the particles. I'm I'm such an idiot, you guys. If anyone's making a Naomi soundboard, you just got some very clean audio. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I did that for 20 minutes. Isn't that wild? Like the, the way you have to just kind of like, that's why I'm like, God, I got to get comfortable driving. Yeah. Even though I still would say it's more uncomfortable if I hit a person or they hit me in a car because I don't really know what I'm doing. And you've got to make lefts on red lights and shit in this town. But sometimes I'd be getting in these lifts where I think perhaps I'm the fool. Do you think we could go on Rogan and start off normal and then like the conspiracy theory just gets obviously insane? Do you think he would deal with us on the level do you think he would entertain it or do you think he would know that we were goofing i don't know it really depends on the performance uh-huh. we'd really have to bring <laughs> we'd have to really bring our a-game you know we'd have to really be bringing in the acting chops of the of the first 300 mm. who signed the sag letter mm. those are people who have the chops that's what that movie is about 300 right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it is it is it's about meryl streep yeah yeah jennifer lawrence <laughs> Jane Fonda, you know people really people who have it. That's the first three hundred fighting fighting uh, in Persia. Is that what it is? I, I just remember know. that movie. I'm just, just like, being... it's like it's like a it's like a fight, a war movie, right? Like yeah. a, like a. I just remember it being incredibly racist, and that was before I had any skills and understanding, kind of like nuance of film or anything like that. I just remember watching, being like, "This is fucked up and racist." Wow, too bad I haven't seen it. <laughs> what a world! What a world! Hey, Naomi, we got a comment. I love a comment, and I would Only like you nice, <laughs> to play it right now. Hi, Angie and Naomi. Um, just wanted to thank you guys for uh, having live streams, bringing that back, <laughs> or keeping that going for those of us who can't get out. Um, my case is I'm homebound and disabled, and I have trouble even leaving the house once a month or less for doctor's appointments, and it's really horrible and dark and awful and all you can do is try to look for small moments in the day any chance to laugh or whatever and that usually comes in the form of your podcast or shows or whatever just in your house um something you can listen to to bring a smile or a laugh and you know during the pandemic or height of the pandemic i'm glad you guys still recognize things are still going on and are covid conscious uh everyone wants to throw the vulnerables under the bus but you guys still uh recognize what's going on and, and that feels uh uh good <laughs> That not all of us have been forgotten, but um, thank you for the live streams. Um, it's the only thing I get. I bought my ticket for July. I hope you keep them coming. I also caught the one you did with Aparna and Joe and any stand-up comedy theater, anything like that. Um, I'm just so sad when it went away because um, it was the only chance for me to actually get to do something like fun or novel in my house. I just sick every day, so keep it coming. I'm sure even people who aren't sick who can't travel or for other reasons can't get out. Um, I'm sure it helps 
everybody to have that option and provide uh, more accessibility. So thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so glad and appreciative of you getting your ticket, but so happy that the ability to see the show from the comfort of your home is a gift, is uh, something exciting and pleasant. And I hope that any of you who are not in Los Angeles, the show's in three days. At the time you're hearing this, you're hearing this on July 4th. You're hearing this between fireworks. You're hearing this mm-hmm. between hamburgers and parades or whatever you're doing if and you're into it. What a great time to celebrate America after so many like glowing SCOTUS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. I think there should be Supreme Court fireworks and the, they should all be duds. <laughs> they should all be a bunch of fireworks that don't ever go off. And you're like, that's America. Do you anyway. know after Dobbs, they doubled their security detail? <laughs> I don't know why. I was such a popular decision. Wow, 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 wow. It's also just like, I just like... Ugh. I hate Clarence Thomas so much. It's like, wow. <laughs> we knew he was a piece of shit we, 30 I, years but ago. But that's the thing. Like, he's always been trash, but there's something about the fact that he's been so, like, he's, like, gleeful about it that I think I'm like, oh. Anyway, uh, the point being, you guys, the live show, if you are in L.A., if you uh, want to come, our show is outdoors because we are always trying to be careful. It's outdoors at Permanent Records Roadhouse. Uh, you can still get, you can show up and get tickets at the door. Uh, it is a mixed seating standing, so just know that. For you can also of, get tickets beforehand. Get tickets beforehand, but also just like yeah. So uh, the show is at seven o'clock. Our lineup is baller, still confirmed. Nori Reed, Lacey Mosley, Shantira Jackson, Paul, Paul Shear. Okay, we're gonna have a good time. Now, if you are a fan, if you have a juicy, fun question that you would like us to perhaps offer up to our panel to answer at the live show, you can email that to us in advance of the show which would be ideal. CouplesTherapyBot at gmail.com. Put in the subject line for the live show uh-huh. so we know to ask that question. And keep it tight. Oh, yeah, you got to keep it tight. You can't be, because we can't be standing up being a live show answering like nine <laughs> paragraphs. We can't be reading nine paragraphs. It's got to be pithy. It's got to be punchy for the live. That's not a judgment in general, but it's like a live show. It's like, everyone watch me read because then it's going to be giving poetry vibes. If I'm So we would love that. Appreciate it. Three days left till the show to get tickets. There'll be some at the door, but it's always nice to be prepared, babes. It's always nice to be prepared. And if you want to get tickets beforehand, the link is in the link tree. It's also in the show notes for this episode. Yep, the link tree of Couples Therapy Pod on Instagram. Link tree of my personal IG, Black Dress Comedy. The Twitter account. The Twitter account. It's everywhere. The Another options. fun place to be these days, oh, Twitter. Lord. Options to get your tickets. The link is up. We would love, love, love to see you for the first live show since March 5th, 2020. <laughs> Naomi, before we get into the episode, we have an update. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. okay. This is from Lennon Parm's episode. Do you remember? Yes, there was that. Okay, this is that episode from the person who was getting bad vibes from their spouse's friend. And they drew a boundary. And was like, I don't want to be around them. And I don't, and I don't want them around us, basically. Yes. And then, but the, the question was more about, like, how do I do this? And yeah. Okay. Right. So here's a little update. Hey, Andy and Naomi. Um, I just was listening to the latest episode with Lennon Parnum. And I was listening to your first questioner. And I was like, wow, this dude is really, like, he really is on my same wavelength. I need to, like, call in and be like, wow, this is this guy really gets me, and it's funny because he even called his spouse a spouse, and and then he started describing boundaries just the way I feel them. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this person? And then I realized it was me. So it had been a little while since I left the voicemail, and also uh, as I mentioned in the voicemail, then I'm trans and I'm not used to the sound of my different voice. I guess now, so 
anyway, that was uh, that was fun. So I'm, I'm calling with some updates because I got cut off last time. I did my timer early this time, so we'll see if I make it. Um, so first and foremost, um, I found out since then that that dude who I was um, freaked out about was, uh, yeah, he was in prison for a really long time back in the day for a whole bunch of things, uh, bank robbery, which is wow, but also violent sexual assault. So, yeah, I felt pretty justified that I felt um, nervous about him. Um, so I did find that out. But uh, my spouse does still maintain a really good friendship with um, his wife. And uh, I had mentioned that my spouse is autistic because uh, mainly just because it's really hard for them to um, find friends and that this friendship that they found was pretty important to them. Um, and to answer a couple of questions, Naomi had asked, like, how did they react when I made this boundary? Um, it was pretty tough. We had a lot of fights about it. Um, they didn't get it. They didn't. They really tried every which way to try to talk me out of it um, about my boundary of him not being at our house or, or that if he was at the house, I wasn't going to be here. And, um, but actually, it's ended up becoming a really good um, situation for us in that I did hold my boundary, and my spouse has been um, has become very respectful of that, and we've been able to work that out. So that's been one place that's been successful where I've said no, and they have respected it, and that's been pretty huge. Um, so the um, one thing I wanted to add about boundaries was that one thing I've learned in the last couple of years is that there's a big difference between a boundary where you say, um, this is the situation and how I feel about it, and this is what I'm going to do. So in my case, I was saying I will remove myself um, versus a rule where you say the rule is he can't come over here. And I think part of my question was when it's your own space and your own safety, is it okay to make that rule? But, um, you know, we're working on it, so... Um, the last tidbit I wanted to add is that my spouse and I have the same birthday, so in a fun twist, it was both our birthdays. Okay, I made it. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this update was iconic. There was so much detail. I almost now want to re-answer the question, especially you leaving to the end that you have the same birthday. <laughs> and so that the birthday celebration <laughs> was for both. It would be like a joint birthday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I do want to shout out this, though, which I loved, which is, you held the boundary, and your spouse respected that boundary. Yes, and I there's no, to me no better feeling. There's no better feeling when you hold your boundary and it is like respected because it's hard to do it. And then when you're met with like, yeah, okay, even though as you said that there were fights and stuff, it's like it worked. And also it's like, Lord, honey, when you <laughs> told me about this man's past. <laughs> I, I, Screaming, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I didn't need more. In the original question, if everyone remembers, it was something about like the guy doesn't treat dogs well, and yeah. I'm like immediately, I'm like, no, this is a bad, right, like, right. bad vibes all around. And right? now we have the actual rap sheet. And now, in a way, I'm sort of like, perhaps your spouse needs to be friends with this guy's partner because. Uh, she may need to get out of a situation at some point. Yeah. We may need to kind of keep some lines of communication with that, with the bad dude's partner. Yeah. I mean, we, on, on, we the, don't know. on the show, we are obviously uh, prison abolitionists, ACAB, uh, you know, all that stuff. But I would say the litany of things. Yeah. All together. Uh, all just, together. As you said, you were right to right. be, to have this boundary. Right. You were right to, like, your gut was, like, 
But what, what I'm trying to say is just uh, just being in prison isn't bad. But I would say the treating or, <laughs> yeah treating dogs bad plus the long rap sheet yeah yeah plus the reasons you were in prison yes. plus the reasons I would say okay are, these are specific reasons oh my god so there's there's so much there's so much this is rich yeah do you know but, what else is rich Naomi today's guest um. I don't know if he's rich. Well, not wealthy. I mean, maybe. I don't know. We but don't I know. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Rich and joy. <laughs> Today's episode is with the one, the only friend crush of mine from afar, mm-hmm. Carrie O'Donnell. Carrie is a writer, a comedian. He wrote on Standout on Netflix, a comedy variety special that is so great. Also co-host of Sexy Unique Podcast, Sup. Mm-hmm. Carrie is so funny. Carrie speaks to my heart on all social medias. Yes. Brings me joy. I, I love will, his videos. I will scroll through Carrie videos when I need a lift, <laughs> watching it as though it was a channel unto itself. Um, so this is a great conversation, and he was like so warm, so open. We had such a good time. And this, you know, this episode, this is what America means to me. <laughs> Happy birthday, real Americans. Just say roll it. <laughs> roll it. <laughs> Carrie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Naomi said this before we started recording. She's like, I like to confront people with, <laughs> with uh, her her version of them and yeah. see how it how it works out. I'm gonna do it this time. Wow. Because I only know you through your videos. So okay. to me, you are a cipher, mm. an absolute Peter Sellers. <laughs> There's, I I know nothing below the surface. I'm I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have the veil because we don't have that anymore. Right, and, right, and our right, culture. Right. You know what I mean. So wait, do you actually, do you actually enjoy people not being able to know the real Gary? I I feel like I'm I, in my wildest dreams. I'm mysterious and enigmatic, but I'm I know in reality I'm just like, please like me, <laughs> and I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> and I'm just like every I, I wear you know I I feel like I like hold my heart out. You know what I mean? But I, I wish I could be more like mysterious and leave something up to the imagination. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I like you saying that. Okay, so you're still doing it though. Meaning like, well, because I think in a way, right? Like because and we're talking about parasocial relationships, right? And the social yeah. media stuff. Yeah. You know, you Before we started recording. Yes. Right. They know when I say were, it was in the past. They understand that life existed before we hit record, Andrew. <laughs> Some big people bang. Will think it got edited out or something yeah. like that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> to be fair, you got Naomi. You, you you gotta mark the entire timeline. Please don't reprimand me in front of company. Okay, because Carrie has come to the pie, and you're out here. Listen, just I'm really. I'm comfortable in conflict, so don't worry. Oh, that's really good. Okay, yeah. of course, parents. To- no, but just you know, Irish Catholic dysfunction, just being. <laughs> just a smile as everyone around you is yelling. A, yeah, yep. a plastic smile, black yeah, hole yeah, sun yeah. type smile. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it funny sometimes though? Like, there, like, there's just like a handful of like traumatic things people can go through, and you're like, oh, that one? Nope, not that one. Okay, this one. There's like, yeah. a li- there's like a list of like six things. And yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, I'm this trait. It's like, oh, divorced parents. Nope. Okay, what this this one? Irish Catholic. Oh, okay, that's the, <laughs> yeah. There it's, we go. It's like a buffet. Exactly. You go up, going up for seconds, and you're like, did I want this the first time? You know what I mean? The hot yeah, the trays. the old country buffet of trauma. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a joy. What a joy. 
But what I was saying is like, because, you know, you do um, very funny videos and characters and stuff that is very specific <laughs> and just sends me every time. Oh, my but God. You're not doing much. Like, but, but I feel like that's the bulk of it, right? Like, you're not also like, here is the walk me and my fiance took on a road. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not sharing yeah. that personal stuff. And it does feel like, obviously, it's a concerted effort to be like, my personal life is my personal life. Well, I just have to say, and I'm not just trying to kiss up, but like, I think you're like the funniest person so like that makes oh me that Come overjoys me um i i was on a gay trip over new year's in palm springs and we watched your special one night all of us and we were just what? screaming so oh my god i am so and, honored oh yeah, my god no to i mean think it's that just, i could be part of a palm springs were, weekend that's what i do it for you gagged <laughs> us um i no i just like yeah i think like not that I'm like, oh, my private life is my private life. It's just, <laughs> it's just like I, I feel like, I guess I do feel like if you, uh, there are like the influencers that are like a day in the life of me and like me and my husband and like, you know, and it's like, it can be done in a way like I think the way you guys do it with your relationship is like very like, that's how I would do it because mm. there's people that are doing it like documentary style and it's it feels like step by step and it's just like save some you know what i mean <laughs> so i just and i just don't think like it's not what i want to put out because i just don't think it's funny so i'm like yeah. i'm just yeah, gonna yeah, like yeah. do a video of me talking to myself in my car <laughs> well my thing with like people who and this is something we also like think about a lot right because of course i talk about andy a lot on stage Right. But then there's also the parts where it's like, okay, well, what do we keep for ourselves? And then we have yeah. to do this goddamn podcast. And then they right. blew it all up about kind of what we share and what we don't. But then kind of when it comes to the social media of it all, it still doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah. Huh. You know, it doesn't feel like it's like it's not my first impulse. It's more of a feeling of especially because I think you like to post more more animal pics. It's not like you're out here posting <laughs> like, and like what we did per se. Well, no, I don't post like I see like friends posting them just hanging out with other friends. And I'm like, well, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I agree. You're that. at this restaurant with your other friend. Yeah. Like, I'm not interested in your other friend. Yeah. With that You're person. You're my friend. Yeah. I'm only interested. In fact, I am jealous that you hang out with other people. You I, should not. You should only be posting for me. I only want to see content wow. of you hanging out with me. Okay. Well, yes. so I don't need, but like pets, everyone loves pets. Right. And it's if a you neutral. don't, it's you're a, a psycho. You're David Zaslav. Right. Yeah. I bet David oh. Zaslav has killed an animal or two in his life. Oh, well, speaking Just of, to see I mean, what it's like. in the spirit of horses, that news that came out about that restaurant. Wait, what? Did you guys not hear this? No. no it's just like squirrel, but for rich people where they go and kill horses. Well, it's like squirrel the next level. Have you uh, been to horses? No. no. I didn't even know it existed before you just said it. It's like this restaurant. I've only been once because someone, my friend knows the owner, so that's the only... But you can't get a reservation there. It's near uh, me. I live in Hollywood. It's like kind of on the Sunset Strip near the Guitar Center. Okay. Ah, yeah, all right. But it's like a really chic place. And the recently it came near out. Near the Guitar the, Center. A chic near place. Near the Guitar. Near. It is. That's LA in a nutshell. That's yeah, LA in a nutshell. It's, it's it like, is. Literally, it's chic. It's in an abandoned you know, <laughs> strip mall. It's in an abandoned pet smart. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I need to get a new uh, transistor for my amp. And also, yeah. I want to get some uh, high end foie gras. Exactly. I want to go to a steakhouse. It's, I guess, one of the. There was a married couple. I mean, they could be on this podcast. There was a married <laughs> couple that was. They were the two chefs, like these hot young 
kind of prodigious restaurateurs and then it came out that the the husband allegedly kills cats <gasps> what what and they they got a divorce and in the divorce uh what is it the paper the papers they <laughs> she she listed it as reasons for the divorce he was abusive but also that she walked in on him strangling a cat oh and they were they were always she would they would buy kittens over and over again <gasps> and they would just end up dying and they were what? like what's going on and she was like it's so weird every time we get a cat they die in like a month and it um, turns out he's been allegedly, allegedly has been, and I mean, there's a New York Times piece or LA Times piece. He's been offing kitties. Oh and my God. It's, and there's like also a sexual element. I don't know if that's true that I heard you. There's also a rumor that he was like fapping while doing it, but no, like, I, I don't, don't. No, Carrie, I know. I know. It's scary. scary. I saw that, it. I saw it. Serial murderer already. Yeah. It's like yeah. not enough. It's like it's right? not enough for him. And then he's now fled to Thailand. Sure. So what sure. it is, you guys, I will send you. I'll send you the article. At, like you, ha I saw it. I saw it on Twitter from someone that I'm like. Every time she says something, it turns out to be true. She's like a New York person, and then as <laughs> soon, and then literally within an hour, everywhere, all of the LA gays knew about it. I got a, vo <laughs> I got a voicemail, a voice memo that apparently was being sent to every gay in West Hollywood and Los Angeles, explaining this situation yeah it, it, it's, it's dossier wow, it was Jesus. totally insane wow. Christ. anyway that is insane. you know what horses out of business burn it to the ground seriously they shoot horses don't they <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what it's short for that's horrific it is and uh my fiance and i were out on our balcony the other night and we live in near runyon canyon and we heard a cat i think it was braying in heat but he mm -hmm. said horses <laughs> and i was like fuck <laughs> Fuck. It's oh my god. Okay, we got to put a trigger Those, warning at the top of the app there, because we just took a turn. I did not. I know. Think I would I'm get sorry. That kind of tea. There, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> there are humans. You know what? It's it's just it's. You see this stuff on TV, right? You see like the the serial killer in their right, early stages, the depravity. And, it, and you're just like, oh, that's fucked up. But then when you actually encounter it in real life, and you hear allegedly. Oh, Allegedly, if it's in a divorce proceeding, I don't, I don't think yeah. you can. Isn't that? Yeah, like I don't a, think she pulled that out. Just yeah. to, like you don't just add that <laughs> no, to the filing. Yeah, are you under oath when you when you file those things? Like you can't just. No, say, I don't think you're under oath when you file them. But it's also like you don't need to bring up something that horrific just to divorce a person and like right. your half. You, you can literally say, just say. Yeah, you could have said abusive. You didn't need. Yeah, to, or like yeah. irreconcilable so like differences. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think you just add that. So, to no. but like. When you actually encounter real life horrific acts and you hear it, it's another level of like, like every like particle in my body is charged now with disgust. Like I know, every, I know. Every really cell is vomiting. In I know. It's, it's very, oh. it's very Los Angeles. I feel like it's like a creepy LA. Cause LA restaurant is like, tour. Like especially something. Yes. And I don't mean specifically restaurant as much as specifically someone where it's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I do my yes. own thing. Right. Like yes. you're somehow in your own, you've built your own world. Right. And that world is full of sickos. Kitties. Mm -hmm. Sick. 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 This is, a, this is the city of the Black Dahlia. Right. I mean, well, I, I always say it's ground zero for serial killers and cults. I've been it saying it for years. It's ground zero. Okay. California to me, like Northern California, when I think of it in my head, I think of like Girl in the Milk Carton, like late seventies, mm. yes, sun drenched horror disappearing yeah. on in the woods. Yeah, always. Right? I mean, Sacramento. Um, 
Sacramento. I mean, we're talking about Edward <laughs> Ramirez. You know, all the people like '70s California. I swear to God, I'm glad I was born <laughs> where I was because I don't know how anybody made it through the '70s. I don't know. Because everybody had an unlocked window. Everyone like, wide open, <laughs> no screen. But at least you could afford property then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you could be murdered. In it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would you rather be murdered in a rental? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy a home, but you might be home invaded and exactly. bound and killed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Um, <laughs> wait, Carrie, where are you from? I'm from South Jersey, like outside Philly. Oh. <laughs> this one's a Pennsylvania guy. Where in Pennsylvania? Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading. Okay. I went to Franklin and Marshall okay. in uh-huh. Lancaster. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm very familiar with central Pennsylvania. So hanging out with the buggies. Yep. Clip, clop, clip, clop of horses. Speaking horses. of horses. Speaking of horses. Is this like a Harold? Are we going to come back to the theme of horses in different yeah. ways throughout the episode? So you're you're sort of, you're from Taylor Swift's hometown, yeah. basically. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We once, what was it? We, we went, went to a restaurant with Andy's parents and the young waiter said he had what, gone to school with Taylor Swift. Yes. Wow. And he told me, and of course, I got this out of him because, like, it was something where I was like, "You are like, you know, he was like obviously like nineteen twenty, where he was like, and this was years ago, so like, yeah, you know, you're like, we all know you don't want to be doing this, you know, yeah. something." And I said something to him, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I went to school with Taylor Swift," and he and I was like, "So what was she like?" And he was like, "She was like not nice." <laughs> is what he said. Did he say she then. dated problematic rock stars? <laughs> wow. I believe that. I feel like she, and also she like pretends that she's not from Pennsylvania and she's just from Nashville. I know, but then she, but then she'll claim Philly, right? Yeah. Like she'll be like, and then you'll be like, girl, Philly, what uh, are you doing? When- you're not Philly. You're <laughs> Harrisburg, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, after that, I remember my, my dad was so impressed that you got a bit, a tidbit of information out of this waiter that he, <laughs> he wouldn't shut up about. Now, mind you, I'd been doing a podcast for years where I'd been doing in-depth interviews with with people. Right. Uh, he hadn't listened to one. But uh, from then on, my dad's like, she's the consummate interviewer. You should have a TV show. You should be a talk show host. Because I got a waiter to tell me about Taylor Swift. Like, you don't think that's the first thing he bring out whenever he meets somebody. <laughs> I love a father. In- I love impressing a father-in-law. Mm. Mm. Is that happening for you? Have you done so? I think so. My father-in-law is from Germany. So he's Ooh. he's like a... He's from Bavaria. And oh. I... The first time I ever met him, or the first few times... I had to get used to his German dryness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like one time we were over, they live up in Laurel Canyon and we were, he was making coffee and I, I was like, oh, I don't want one. And he went, I said, no, thank you. And he went, oh, okay. And he walked <laughs> off and I was literally like, <laughs> and we were driving home later and I said to Simon, I was like, I think your dad hates me. And he's like, no, that's just like, <laughs> and then now I'm, now I get it, but we've bonded. Like he, he's like an over it kind of guy, like kind of can't be bothered. His personality. Like, ah, kind of coffee for D. Yeah, he's just like a sculptor that lived in Berlin. He's like an artist, very like liberal, kind of just like bleeding heart, but also like a little bit of cynicism about the world and like lived in Berlin when it was divided. Um, he's just seen it all, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, what did, what, uh, what did his dad do? What's that? <laughs> what did his dad do? What his did dad was also, a, his dad was a sculptor too. Mm. 
All right. Andy okay. wants yeah. to know what he was doing yeah, vis-a-vis the Jews. curious what was going <laughs> oh, on. Was, your father-in-law's father. What was your, oh what was your father-in-law's father I didn't even put that together. About, I was like, oh, he was like a teacher and a sculptor. Uh, I think he was... 80 years ago. <laughs> I do think he was like... I will say I've heard he was very against what was going on and was trying was like trying to be subversive as a teacher in that mm. time. But still so. teaching. But still teaching. Mm, okay. <laughs> look, look, Andrew. You, just, you put me curious I, what was going on. I walked right into that trap. So. <laughs> um. Now, Carrie, would you? Would you <laughs> I have to pivot us because we don't went to fucking horses. We done gotten to the Nazis. I said, honey, we got to pivot back. They were. They were against it. I will say. They were. Yeah. They were. Sure. Oh, interesting how in the wake of... Uh, no, they were. I swear Andrew, to God. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder Andrew, if anyone... How dare you hold our guests accountable they were not, for their father I wonder if anyone in 19, 1946, they're like, they were, no, I, they was, were not I was into with it. them. I was, I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah. said they weren't into it. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. Apparently, they were very, like, he got in trouble because he wouldn't... He was trying to, like, help some of his students, blah, blah, blah. All that. He okay, spoke. we'll get Simon in here to, to answer <laughs> Simon. <laughs> um, now, you know, as, as someone... No, stop it. I'm getting us... Because I'm, I'm just interested. laughing. I'm just laughing. I Listen, can't. I love this. I'm like, you know, I feel safe here. Good. That is the goal of course. So, um, yeah. The copay will be due at the end of the session. Uh, but like, so... As to me, just uh, smart, funny, cool customer that you are, you know, you're, you're getting you're getting the tea. You're on group chats that are, you know, just yes. bringing dossiers, you know, giving yeah. you information. You're a man about town in many ways. <laughs> I love you're trying to pivot. Because, no, because here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting at. Even though, because like, I feel like you're a man about town, but also you're like, I want to stay in my house. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Well, I'm, I'm sober, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like. I mean, I still go out. I fr- I socialize. I do things. <laughs> I do go to things, but I'm also like I have a giant couch and I have a Cavalier oh, and perfect dog. You guys, you gotta look at this dog. Oh, he! I like I cry. I think once a day looking at him. Um, <laughs> but and Simon and I, he's sober too. So we just like to like sit and watch Housewives. Mm-hmm. And like I sometimes I'm like I could go out, but I'd rather stay here and like. Eat yeah. mangoes and watch. <laughs> is that a function of sobriety, or is it just a function of like I don't I don't want to go out anyway? Well, in New York, I was a real I was a girl about town in New York. I was all over the place all the time, and I think I think it I think when I finally dried up and got lucid with reality, I feel like I was like catching up on sleep that I'd not had in like for the last <laughs> for the five years prior. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And I think it just kind of, I got into a cycle of just becoming a homebody because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just feels nice and like nourishing to just be cozy and then wake up rested Refreshed. and right. yeah, but I, yeah. but I do like going out and I love gossip. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But I guess so, but I'm wondering like, how are you? And you've talked about now you're talking about, you know, being a girl about town in New York, you know, before Simon, had you had a lot of relationships? You know, how open were you to that? Because we're talking about the veil, wanting to have a veil, but being delicate. Yeah. But also being about town, but also yeah. say, give me a mango. You know, how does it all fit in with the dating? <laughs> I was to be, yeah, in New York, I was kind of just like a dumb whore. And I feel like I, I was... I wanted love, I did, but I was not 
I was not in a place to receive it mm-hmm. because I didn't, I truly did not love myself at that time. And I think I was attracting, I was attracting what I was putting out, which was carelessness and no, uh, not being thoughtful about another person. So I think, you know, and I did, I did have, I, I did a lot of like stints rather mm-hmm. than relationships. It was like ah. one month here, mm-hmm. seeing someone for a few months, going on a few dates. I was like always going on a thousand first dates and like you know, temp jobs. What's that? They're like temp jobs for dating. Yeah. It was like a gig economy for me. And I think <laughs> um, there were some really great guys, but I was just not, if mm-hmm. I, I kind of ran away from that because I was, I, I was seeking, I was more into the chase of someone that didn't want to be with me. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So I would Absolutely. reject if something was like healthy or, or they're wanting, they're making an effort to show up for me. I'm like, go away. Right. But if someone's like, maybe <laughs> I'm head over heels. Yeah. Yep. So and now were you sober when you met Simon or? Yeah. Okay, well, so you were so already I, clear. You already yeah, clear. I was. I went clear. I um, <laughs> no, I moved to LA. I had six months of sobriety, which you're not supposed to leave. And if you're doing it like the program, you're not supposed to leave for like the first year. Yeah, no major they, changes. Yes, they, like doing a geographic. Um, but I had I got a job writing on a show, so I had to move out here. And I so I was, I took the plunge. I moved to LA, and I never wanted to move here without a job because I was, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. yeah, and. <laughs> I just was like a trident. I was like, I'm a New Yorker forever, you know, and I'm never leaving. But then as soon as I moved here, I was like, okay, I love it here. But, um, <laughs> and I met Simon a month after moving here. Oh, wow. And he wow. also had around the same time of sobriety and we, he kind of snatched me up, you know. But was it tumultuous then? Because you've got two under one years, you know, figuring out who they are. It was actually very, we, he had been engaged before me. And so he was taking it very slow intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I, we took it very, very slow for about like six months. Like we were sort of casual. I wanted, I, I was like, let's speed this up. But he was kind of like measured and let's take it, let's take it easy. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and I think he was in, he was getting some like outside help for, you know, and I think that he was being encouraged to just like really go through the motions and like take your time. And I think that really worked at that time because i think if we had gone into it too fast it would have been yeah a disaster probably yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. what made you want to actually speed it up because you you know you'd said before that y- your pattern had been if it was tentative then you were like yeah yeah if it was like this. chaos and unwell right yeah <laughs> so that very un- so what changed where you're like no let's speed this up i don't know i think i just i think i was i was like my brain was not i didn't the holes in my brain had maybe patched in a little <laughs> and I was thinking correctly. And he just, I just, I recognized something in him yeah. and I, I just knew, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, and I, to my credit, I think I played it pretty, like I, I'm usually a total psycho and I think I played it really, I was like proud of myself cause I, I was a psycho to everyone else about it. Like yep. all my friends, my family, <laughs> people, my best friend, you know, but with him, I was like, I'm cool. <laughs> You're like, I'm you know, normal. I'm natural. I'm normal. I'm, I'm natural. Casual. You know what I'm I mean? Casual. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think I just I don't know. I think I just knew. Yeah. You spread the was, psychosis around. You so must. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I yeah. sprinkled it around, anno- alienating my loved ones. And <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's so good, though. Yeah, it's great. I'm not asking what your uh, to preface this. I'm not asking what your bottom was, but what made you want to get sober in the first place? No, I'll talk. I mean, I talk about it. I'm. Uh, yeah, I was like a. I was just a. I was just like a piss your pants drunk and a drug addict. Mm-hmm. I was a big really? cokehead. I was a. Oh wow. Yeah, I was into. You know, I kind of was a garbage. Like I just kind of took whatever anyone gave me, and I. It was just... You were giving old New York. Like, I can see this. I can very yeah. much see that. I think especially when you're younger and when part of the move to New York, because I saw it in other people. I'm from New York, which is why I say this. Right, I like, remember you, yeah. you see this, right? Like, you see like where you're like, this is my time to do this thing. Yeah. And for some people, it is a year or two of just like, wasn't that a wild time on Avenue B? And then for yeah. other people, it's like... Oh, I discovered depths of darkness that I did not yeah. know I was capable of. <laughs> and that is, you got two options. Yeah, I mean, I I still like feel like a New Yorker in some ways, but um, it is a haunted city and there's <laughs> lots of trap doors. And I, when I moved to New York, you know, I, I did my college, you know, Lancaster, Franklin Marshall is a great school, but it didn't really have like a thriving LGBTQIA uh, weird atmosphere. Kind of weird, right? Crazy. So I hit the ground running when I moved to New York, and I was yeah. like young, and you know, and I was, I didn't, I was just put, I was doing what I never thought I would do, was just like go to things alone to meet people. Like I would go to parties, I would go to after, I would follow people to after parties when they invited me, and like, you know, it just, I just got really carried away, and I, I, it, it was a. I'm grateful that I got into drugs because I think it expedited my bottom and uh, got me to where yeah. I am. So I, right. I think it, I'm I am grateful in a lot of ways that I was a fall down drunk because it woke me up faster. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a yeah. bump here and there. You were yeah, I was the rails straight through the gates <laughs> of hell. I was no pun intended, and I was just like, yeah, just I just got it. It was progressive. It was like. Mm. I was fun. I was like, but I wasn't really cultivating like healthy friendships. And I was just sort of like, I mean, I had, I had like my tried and true friends, but I was seeking out like party friends too. Yeah. And, and I think at the end, like the people that really loved me, my friend, my friends that I'm still friends with were sort of like, you can drink, just not around us. Okay. So okay. they sort of they cut put me up off. A boundary. Yeah. They put up a boundary with that. Uh-huh. I, was I was gonna like, ask well, you, yeah, what did that look like in terms of, you know, was this something that was, a realization you had or something that was brought to you by people in your life. You know what I mean? Interve- not necessarily intervention style. I don't mean the drama <laughs> of that, but like, you know, you know, was it a, your parents going, Carrie, you cannot live this way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a mixture of all that. And I think, um, you know, when you're an addict, you're really good at secret keeping and like living a double life to a point. And then, and then you're living in a delusional world where you don't think anyone knows that you're a fucking ghost personally yeah. your beetlejuice basically <laughs> physically spiritually and you think you're like i've got this on lockdown no one knows but everyone's like you look horrifying yeah. and you scare me but um yeah i think the actually the first time i ever had a like damn moment was i was at like a gay pregame and someone introduced themselves to me and i didn't recognize them and i i said have we met and this person said we've met like 10 times and every time mm. you say the same thing <laughs> and i i apologized and he said it's not my brain and he walked off and i was oh. like Whew. and it was kind of the first 
the rug was pulled out from underneath yeah. me and I just knew something was up. Cause I'm, I'm really good. At, I remember everything and that's yeah. just not like, yep. yeah. So that was like kind of my, whoa, but that person, you know what I'm going to call that person though? Bitchy angel. Seriously. No, we're not saying God. We're not going, but that's a bitchy angel. Cause somebody yeah. who just comes and goes, not my brain. Like the way that hits. Yes. And then they just keep moving through the party. You're like, okay, wow. I think I was just touched. I think somebody really did just tell me about myself in a casual, like, mm, cunty way. Like, a casual cunty way. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, fuck. The divine cunty or something. Like, it's <laughs> like really, I agree with you. I, and I, I, I have gratitude for that person forever. Yeah. That's like one of those, like, whew, whoo. Yeah. So, but. Is part yeah. of the problem, though, that you remember everything and so that you need some kind of substance to help you forget the like, yeah. cringy? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I think just... stay. Re- resentments really live in there when you remember everything. Yeah, and just like shame and, you know, gay velvet rage. And I, I just think like I'm just an anxious person. I've always been since I was a kid. And I think I just needed medication. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To turn, I had like it sounded. Sometimes it felt like it sounded like a someone dropped like a milk glass into a blender <laughs> inside your head. head. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I was like, quiet, quiet, quiet. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna do cocaine because that's gonna really quiet things quiet. down in my fucking haunted house of a brain. <laughs> yeah, what does coke do? I'm it's, talking, it's I, an upper at the I'm very essentially least. He's a the, the Branson, Missouri of humans. So, <laughs> oh, honest, that's I like that. I think that's fresh. It's nice. <laughs> so, I, what does coke do? Like, because that seems like what? Why? Why was coke the interesting one? If it just exacerbates everything? I don't know. It's fun. I mean, it is fun. It just like you just get like it makes you feel confident. It makes you feel just present and you feel sort of like on the same level with the person you're doing it with and like you're both in this moment you're in like a bubble together and you feel sort of um like you just talk about nothing but everything (laughs) feels profound with intensity nothing everything is intense i think i think i wanted i think i craved like that intense bonding or connection Mm. with someone or other people and Everything like is your hype like the music you're hearing. Everything's just like ah, you know what yeah. I mean, and it just yeah, feels yeah. like uh, you want to stay in that moment. Mm. That's funny. And now podcasts fill that hole. And now I do podcasts <laughs> about reality television and. All it's that. funny as someone who loves like it's you know it's I have so many people in my life who love the housewives who I adore. I also feel like I don't have friends, so I'm like <laughs> I gotta get into housewives. This will be my way into a community. And I will tell you, I cannot watch. My big thing, I think, is I can't watch it by myself because I feel like I'm watching sick people. And when I watch you it are. by myself, it makes me sad. But if I was in a group where it was like we're all laughing and kind of yeah. joking about <laughs> so it. So you could laugh at the Real Housewives mental illness if you had other people around. Yes, because by myself, I'm just like, because then I am kind of yelling at the TV. Like, I do feel like alone. And I'm like, am I crazy? Because they're no, being you're set up as you know, glamour, beauty, grace, wealth. <laughs> are they being taken advantage of? Like, are they truly mentally ill? And then the producers at Bravo are just like, like, uh, I think, what, what do you call this when villains uh, put their hands together like this and rub them? Uh, <laughs> wringing their, their hands. hands. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Villain hands. Villain <laughs> hands. They're just doing That's villain good. hands. And let's put uh, 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 Countess Luann 
Yes. Oh, good one, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> good. She's speaking. She's elegant. She, <laughs> well, money can't buy you class. You're not wrong. Like you're completely right. When you watch it alone, you you're like, I'm sick. It's like a weird. <laughs> it feels bad. It feels bad. It's like watching a monster truck show. <laughs> when you're watching it with people, though, it's fun. It's uh-huh. like a. It's like sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so on your own, you're just like, huh? That's Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you're just like, you know, it's like well, it's a crushing a car. Interesting. Yeah, and then it's. I think when you're around other people, you're like, okay, it t- takes the bite out. Yes, it takes. The, okay, it takes the bite out, right? Because I tried starting Salt Lake because I knew it was a new one, right? Like I right. season one where I go, okay, if there's one I can get into this one for the beginning. I can be here for the beginning. And yeah. then Utah feels like you know, like it's own foreign world enough that I was like, it's unreal. An interesting place to see. But did someone get arrested? Oh yeah. Yes. She got arrested. See, the other one to married a, to a step grandpa. You have to be unwell if you're doing crimes and you're like, let me document them on television. Yeah, yeah let me be filmed. Right. She she's in the same jail as Elizabeth Holmes. Jen shot Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, Carrie. Simon just Simon just walked in. Simon, that's like we in love Marvel you. comics. <laughs> in Marvel Comics, there's a supervillain prison called The Raft where they yeah. put all the and every once in a while they all break out and then the Avengers have to come attack them. That's like this. They're putting like it all is. of these like celebrity sickos together. It's like Arkham Asylum. It's like all the sh- they're literally like the Riddler and the Joker together. <laughs> together they're, uh, no, Utah was or Salt Lake City was truly like a lightning bolt. Because it was, yeah, you're right. You've got the Mormon element. It's yes. like a kind of real mashing of cultures. Yes. And it's then repressed. the woman who was married to her step-grandpa. And I just said, we what? all supposed to be dealing with this naturally? Like, and this is why I can't be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's scary. It is. It's like, so, but it's, um. but at the same time, I guess I'm, I guess what I'm interested in, you know, as a sober person, meaning a person who works on being well. Right. It almost feels like I wonder if is this a little bit of a passive dip your toe into like member the time or there but for the grace of God. <laughs> I mean that's that's actually feels right, I think. It does feel like it's like I like a little I wanna live it's like that is so true. It's kind of like hanging with your like you know everyone has that friend that's like a little A mess off and like oh. gets into trouble and is like kind of chaotic and like once in a while it's kind of fun to like be in their presence. <laughs> just hear about like, it. <laughs> I've, I've, you don't have chaotic people, but yes, I, have, uh, I have put up some boundaries. <laughs> yeah, with, with those folks. But it's like once it's it's. I feel like it's more that is more so like something you do when you're like in your twenties or something. But you're just kind of like once in a while you're like, I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole with you. Yeah, they're the people who they're telling you a story and you're like, you're leaving some detail out because this yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and you're also kind of like. It's kind of thrilling, and then, but then you also like have to keep. Then they, it's like you have to keep an arm's length because yes. then it starts infecting you, and you're like, oh yeah. no, I need to yeah. go reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. How right. did how did you get in a fist fight with Evander Holyfield in the Times Square Olive Garden? Right. This doesn't make much sense. Yeah, yeah. Or, just, or just like the people. Why did Evander Holyfield? Why was that? The I don't know that why that's the head? name that came up. I, I have no I idea. Like that. He's a professional fighter, so I'm like, I really don't know how you got there. But the person who's constantly losing a wallet. The person who's like so and so, I can't go in there. So and so don't like me. It's like wh- we're at a CVS. Like, well, how did you create? A situation? How did you okay. create a situation? That's, a be- that's better. We're at Wayne Reed. It's that kind of like little bits where you go, okay, you missing. You're not telling me the part where you did something. 
<laughs> yes, it's always it's always like they it's they 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 they, and it's like the common denominator here is you. <laughs> right. You right. stole a six foot phone charger from Dwayne Reed. <laughs> right. And exactly. I thought you were gonna say party sub from Subway. <laughs> or that, yeah. That's a lot more work too. You know, you've had to make it, and then you just really grab it <laughs> off the counter. Yeah. See you later, sucker. That's um, rude. Run straight to the one thirty fifth subway station. Are you, ready Are you both? To- <laughs> did you vote? Did you meet in New York? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. We met in New York at the UCB Theater. Can you imagine? Ah, oh, tale as old as time. <laughs> Can you imagine a worse origin story? <laughs> I love that. I had a, I had like a fugue moment at UCB East. A friend of mine ran an open mic, and I had done a few stand-up shows, like from people who liked my Twitter. So I, did, I kind of like. I got like a little overconfident because I was like, oh, they're just inviting me on their show, you know, and mm-hmm. I didn't like I had never done an open mic. And my friend was like, you should do come to my open mic on, at UCB East. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I went and I like tried out a bit. And I looked up at one point and it was I was just greeted by like men you know, <laughs> with their arms crossed, like looking at me. And uh-huh. I totally left my body. <laughs> and when I came to it was like beyond silent. And my friend kind of just started clapping and looked looked at me like, <laughs> and I walked out of that and I was like, well, I have to move back to Jersey and change, change my name. The silence that's the equivalent of absolute zero. Yes, it's nothing's like moving. Pure yeah. nil. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a dark there. time. Like the fact that any of us continue to perform after having those moments, you know? Because yeah. I had those moments. I'm like, why did I just stop then? Because it <laughs> felt like the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. No, I mean, I have, I have such, I like, I, you know, and I, I know that that happens a lot, but I of course like took it so personally, and I, and I like stayed away from live performing for years after that because I was just like, but I, I can't like I have so much respect for people that just do it, did it every night, like I'm sure you did, and like just <laughs> not <you know>. even <laughs> every night. I was never like for that reason too. Like I was like, I just realized I'm a person. I need a lot more things to just like be okay in the world. Meaning like. I need sleep. I need to yeah. be around people who don't do comedy. I need yeah. to. Like, that's all part of it for me. So if it comes down to twice a week, you know, and even now, I mean, shit, after lockdown, it's good if you get me up once a week now. Because like, right. the problem is you showed me that I could make it doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and you shouldn't have showed me that. I really thought I had to be up there. It's true. It really, it's like kind of lifting the rug and seeing what's down there and, you know, seeing like the, you're like, oh, I can fully operate in this world without being around people <laughs> and then like well yeah. you know a lot of good programs yeah just yeah. just staring th- at people through the terrortron that is zoom <laughs> yeah i don't mind it at all i'm gonna tell you i like so funny that somebody i was talking to somebody where i'm like hey can we um you know can we like zoom to talk work things because i was basically like trying to find a damn job you know, that won't break a strike. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's meet for coffee. And I just was like, God damn it. Why we gotta meet in person? I know. <laughs> just turn the screen on. Yeah. I'm like, this is not hard, but. I don't okay. mind it either. You don't. Do you, do you have people who you will, like, will you be like, hey, let's have a Zoom? Like to talk to a friend. <laughs> no, but I mean, it did <laughs> earlier, yes. I, yeah. I don't mind it. The only thing I've been in some writer's rooms on Zoom and that is hard. I feel like for me, and I will still do it. It You'll is it's it. not ideal in terms of, but like Andy and I always say this: like if we ever had a writer's room, 
it would be over Zoom because I'm going to tell you, Carrie, I'm so productive in a Zoom room because they don't last as long. And I like get to use my own bathroom. And I can yeah. like go to the kitchen or like I put a load of laundry in. You know what I mean? Like That's by the nice. end of the day, I like am done. We're yeah. in a new paradigm <laughs> where you never have to poop in public again if you don't want it's to. True. There it that is. is and true. And you know what? <laughs> this is the best of all possible worlds. Okay. Yeah. You hear you me, mute. Candide? You hear me, Dr. Pangloss? This is. You can mute you can mute your screen and go and not have anyone hear you tinkle Hello, in the other, and in the other room. And yeah. you're still there. And you're like, yes, I'm hearing that idea. Yeah. I love it. I like and jump I do, out. Oh. I do. I do enjoy that. Like there's not because, you know, in a writer's, there's like always like one up and going on that gets yeah, limited. It does. It gets limited over the Zoom. Because you, you can't really. By number two or three, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Whoever's number four, five and six. Just yeah. Save it. Sit down. Write in your little notebook. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love to write an idea in a notebook. And then right. bring it up the next day as though it's fresh. I feel like <laughs> we're in a good space. Why don't we take a break? And when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're back with Carrie O'Donnell here to help you handle your scandal. Carrie done got his life right. What excuses do we have? I I'm on I'm on a path every day. <laughs> every day. Absolutely. Is it a struggle, or are you just like once you like got sober, you're just like, no, oh, this is great. Uh it ebbs and flows. I it was hard. It was hard, but I uh some days I'm totally there. I have periods of not even thinking about it, and then sometimes I'm like. I want to smoke crack, you know, or like, oh, it's just like, it's just like <laughs> random far. or like, why didn't I smoke crack? Like it just comes into my head and then it's like, then I don't think about it again for like six months. But then yeah. it's also like the moment you're like, I should have smoked crack. You know what? Maybe I'll just take the dog for a walk. Yeah. You take the dog for a walk. Like, get, yeah. Or like call a friend <laughs> or like smoke a cigarette or, you know, do something like just other than, the, or go to Rite Aid, which I love doing. Oh, you do? Is that your preferred? Oh. I'm not a Rite Aid fan. Uh, we're not, hold on. We're okay, not talking okay, about it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm stopping. I'm, I'm sorry. Shutting down the like. Carrie, meet which, me on the Patreon. Which do, okay. You, okay. Which do you like more, Rite Aid or uh, well, Walgreens? I, first of all, there are hot takes. 
you know there are there are specifics about it, but we won't because yes, people do need our help, Carrie. They need our okay. help. Okay, crack right. seems to be I'll the try least. My best. No, no, no one needs but to I take on crack. Oh no, no, Mr. Branson, where, Missouri. It's important. <laughs> That's like the least glamorous one. I know. There's never like but a it's good like, depiction it's, of it in media. It's just like a weird fleeting moment of like pure insanity where I'm just like. I should have done more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, a moment of insanity. And this, you're always like, okay, what's this really about? But I don't uh, know. Yeah. You, it seems like you missed, like the like you missed like the oxy and fentanyl kind of stuff. Thank God. Right. I mean, I <laughs> truly, literally, like I fully, I can't. It gives me like chills when I think about like if I kept going, I right. I don't know if I'd be here because there's it's all it's now in coke and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like you don't know what you're right. you don't know what you're putting up your nose. Right, especially as you said, you know, like you're a person who's like, oh yeah, give it to me, I'll try it. Right, like yeah, you got I won't lucky. Even do that for food. You got lucky. This, that's so crazy to me. I don't mean that to put on you like that you were crazy, but I'm put saying it on like me. that that idea to me. It's so <laughs> it's so. It, I won't eat food a stranger gives me. Okay, we literally like, like at the picket lines. You know how they have snacks out, and Andy's like, "I'm yeah. not eating it." I don't know what they put. I don't know. <laughs> what if not? What if Zaslav had an assistant put like uh put like you know yes. diarrhea in it? I don't know. Or like it's like razor blades and Halloween candy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I I actually have to. I don't really take the food either because I'm just like. <laughs> I don't, not for any. I just don't, so I don't engage in it. Yeah. So I kind of, I agree. I kind of get you. It's funny because it wasn't until Andy, like I, I won't necessarily. I used to even be more open to a homemade moment if someone's like, I make cookies. But now, like on a picket line, I need to see like the pizza in the box from the store. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it can't. <laughs> yeah. be, you want to like, see the seal open? Opening. I need yep. to be there when it opens, and then I'm like, like, oh, they delivered it. I see them delivering it. I'm in. That's smart. But the other stuff I can't like. I just won't grab no. like open foods. <laughs> but I think that's no. influence. <laughs> no, it's literally like it's like the Tylenol. Remember in like the eighties, yes. there was like the someone poisoned Tylenol yep. in Chicago. Like that, I always think about that. I'm like, well, yep, can't can't trust nothing. Can't, can't trust, trust nothing. Tylenol brings us back to Rite Aid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Andy, now, <laughs> we, all right, we get questions from all over Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, voicemail. Naomi, what is that voicemail number? 323-524-7839. And I'm going to tell y'all again, three-minute limit. And I would suggest you almost put your question up top and then detail, as opposed to giving me a bunch of details and then getting cut off before you've gotten to the question. Well, this one, I don't know about. I think maybe they start out with the with the question. Okay. Like you, but they also, I see it hits three minutes, so we'll see what happens. All right, Carrie, let's go. Here let's go on this journey. <laughs> hey, Andy and Naomi. Day one listener and first time caller. I have a question. I guess the headline of that question is, should I break up with him? Great. Thank um, so yesterday was, uh, we celebrated the four year anniversary with my boyfriend. Um, and it did not go well. It was kind of an impromptu celebration of our actual day is later this month, but we are both going to be out of town um, for most of the month, so we wouldn't have an opportunity to celebrate. So kind of impromptu proposed that we, like, designate the day to just, you know, spending time together, connecting, and um, doing things that would bring us closer together. That day ended in my boyfriend telling me that he is unhappy in our relationship. Mm but that he loves me and thinks that things can be like fixed. And um, since then he was like 
like through last night and this morning has made an effort to show affection towards me and, and reaffirm that he loves me. But I'm just really stuck on some of the reasoning that he gave, which um, is essentially that my depression and stuff has been a problem for him uh, recently. Um, but my problem is I feel like I'm the best I've ever been. Um, so we're very different in background. I've had a very difficult background um, that culminated in a couple failed attempts at suicide about a decade ago. Um, but it's been a journey, and I, I truly feel like I'm <laughs> as thriving as I could hope I would be. Um, so it just kind of felt like a kick in the gut that this is a problem for him because I mostly feel good. And, yes, I I am struggling with depression, but I have all of the skills to cope with it. Um, and I don't know. I guess my question is when do you know that a person can't handle your baggage um, and mm. – that really it really sucked to hear and i yeah i think we should be in a relationship where that's not kind of like weaponized against us um so that's my question um i won't get into all of the details but yeah i hope to okay this is why we stay focused but we got it we got it this was one where we got a top line we got the question so yeah. Oh, honey. First of all, I'm gonna say I'm sorry because that does fucking suck. Like it does. You said mm. the kick in the gut. That feeling when you're like, "Well, I thought I was doing good." Yeah, it is a terrible feeling. Yeah, I feel like I have two thoughts. I feel like the I what you just said is really like that's that's hard to hear because you don't always know how you're being perceived, even by the person closest to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think some deeper like can you give me examples is maybe good or, or like, a, I guess not making sure that he's not just weaponizing it, but, but just, you know, tell me what ex- explicitly tell me like what's been, you know, what do you see in me? That's making you feel like this. But at the same time, I think it's okay for a partner to express that, that, mm-hmm. that the other partner's mental state or depression or mental, mental health, issues are affecting them i think that's actually yeah. healthy mm-hmm. and i think it, it actually to me shows that they're they want to be candid with you because they love you mm-hmm. or he he loves you and he's trying to tell you this is just how i feel and i think that's actually very healthy and functional yeah so i would take that maybe as a positive yeah it didn't i i, I wasn't sure about that word weaponize i mean who knows what the partner actually said what his boyfriend said and how sharp it was because if it was very sharp and pointed, then yeah, that's weaponized, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was just kind of like a, hey, this is, you know, you're, I, don't, I don't know if you're dealing with it the way you think you are, and it kind yeah. of makes me unhappy, then, then yeah, that's right. Then, yeah, that was a loving way to put it. And I wouldn't call that weaponized. I get that, because I, I, I was going through some, you know, I'm on anxiety medication, and I, Simon... And I, when I was going through it before I was on it, he lovingly was like, I need, I need you to take care of this mm-hmm. for yourself. And also, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I, it felt to me, it felt like he, 
uh, I felt the care from yeah. him. So it, I think it does depend on how your partner goes about it. But I don't know. It just feels like it's to me. It feels hopeful that he's he's telling you this because it shows you he wants to grow with you. I think what I what I do think is worth unpacking or assessing and again just because i know as we obviously you know our podcast we come through with therapy and we say say this kind of things i think every couple should go to couples therapy and i think you go you don't have to be married you also don't need to go when things get dark right a lot of times like come early so that you don't get to the point where it's all dark and i mm. say this and i don't think you guys are in couples therapy forever this could be one of those four session situations where you just talk with and have a third party help y'all have this conversation because yes. it's easy to feel and i say this is the depressive one of a duo <laughs> it's easy to feel um oh god what's the word defensive right like mm -hmm. to really be on your heels or to be like and and also it can be hard it, it can be frustrating as much as we know this is what a relationship is. It can be frustrating sometimes when you're like, everything I do affects you. Yeah. When even though it's like, yeah, that's what it is to be living with somebody and to have somebody I around, know. right? And at the same time, I'm like, God damn it. I don't want everything yeah. I do to affect you. Yeah. And so you may also be dealing with that caller. Like this, like, you know, this feeling of as you, because I think, and I say this in part of what happened, because it also sounds like it was a surprise, right? This was supposed to be a, uh, an anniversary celebration yeah. that, de that devolved into an argument. So there's other stuff going on anyway. Yeah, that's true. On a superficial level, it's like great timing right. for the part, for the boyfriend. You know, it's yeah. like maybe, maybe wait till you're not having like a romantic. You know? right. um, but this stuff happens, yeah. but I do think it kind of depends on the context and how I think if, a, if your partner is like truly weaponizing your mental illness, I would say, break up with them right sure right because that's not yeah that's, that's not anyone that you want right uh by, by the way if you do go to couples therapy make sure you use our coupon <laughs> yeah with any for, therapist for 25 percent off your first session <laughs> with anyone anyone you just walk in and you say couples therapy by 25 They're like, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> who are you but i think um and i think this could be one of those because also you said you're like yes i have struggled with depression but i have all the skills to deal with it are you using the skills to deal with it? Because I think a lot of us, especially when you've done some work, you have skills, you have the language, you know what you should do, but are you doing it? But you said you said you you felt better, you felt good, you feel like I'm you're in a better place. I'm gonna say this: your internal, if when you're depressed, your internal compass is off. Naomi will sometimes say, I don't think you mind me saying this on the pod. <laughs> well, you're I'll about to say it. I don't know. It. I'll cut it out if you don't want to. <laughs> but like, you'll be like, I'm doing good. I'm just like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, it's like, you, you think your, your, your sense of how things are is off. Well, right. Because I think I, I will say doing good with regard to like, for instance, oh, I'm functional. I'm getting things done. But then I may mm. not actually be very pleasant. Do you know what I mean? Or I'll be a little on edge. Like where I'm like, I'm doing it. Look, I'm doing it. It's like, yeah. but it also doesn't seem like you're enjoying any of it. Right. Yeah. It, it's sort of, sometimes your partner is like a great barometer for you when you can't be yourself, your own, you can't test the waters yourself. The other person can do it for you. Yes. Yes. And they can be your little like, not that you're, not that you should rely on your partner to, to always, do it. Yeah. but I think sometimes it's it's necessary to have their perspective because sometimes they know you more than you know yourself in that moment or they see you, 
they see things clearly. You know what I mean? Yeah, the outside perspective. Exactly. They see. Yeah, yeah they're not in your brain, so they don't have the. There's an extra layer of feeling to yeah. it. They're observing, and I and ideally a, a good. A loving partner is observing with yeah. love, right? So it's like they're looking at you not to pick you apart, but like, oh, yeah. you seem to be hurting. I think the other question, like, well, when do you know when to let go? I think the other thing that you need to figure out, even even though I do think maybe talking with the, just having that third party to kind of help y'all both get into it. Yeah, it's it's so good. It is the thing. I think so, especially with stuff that's touchy like this. Because when you're talking about, it's like, I feel good. You see me as this. We just going to fight. We just going to fight yeah. unless somebody kind of, st- you know, uh, interjects. I think it's also this question of how often has this come up in the course of four years? Is this something that your partner has said to you a lot? Because that may be the sign that yes, this person is not able to really, yeah, hack it, hack it right with this with these ups and downs. You know that are part of who you are, and ain't no sh- ain't no shame in that. You know, but if this is like oh we were good and then this came out of nowhere then you may be feeling right now a little hurt and rejected. Betrayed. But that doesn't it mean... Feels, it feels like betrayal when suddenly you think everything's going okay. Yes. And then yeah. someone's just like, uh, no, it's not. And you're like, what? Right, right. Because like, you were like, I yeah. was comfortable. Yeah, it's the old Hitchcock Zoom. <laughs> I always think that's the feeling in my yeah. <laughs> If Yeah, it feels sort of like it seems meaningful if it's just coming out sort of after all this time. Yeah. It feels... And, but again, it... I don't know. It's it does sound like to me like they he wants to be with you. Yeah, he says I love you, reaffirming being affectionate. Yeah, yeah. He's just you're allowed to have every relationship. You're allowed to say like there's periods where you're not happy, and you get through it together. And I think, I think you should also evaluate like why are, you know you're coming to a place of like is this should I break up with him? So maybe evaluate that too. Not in, like I'm not saying that in like a hostile way. I'm just saying like. There's a reason why you're having that thought. Mm. So okay. if that is, if you're going to that conclusion, you know, I would reflect on like how you're feeling about the relationship. Do you see a solid future? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. That's tough. Cause like, I've never had that thought with you. Like even in your most like depressed, <laughs> got him. <laughs> you got him. Like that never jumped you out to it. be like, Oh, well th- here's my options. Yeah. It's just been yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, how do we, yeah. how do I help you? Or, you know, how do we deal with this together? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so, right. So yeah, I never. Yeah, if that is if that is popping into your head as an option, then yeah, explore that. That's good. I know that's a good yeah. thought. I know, but sometimes when you when you when you in deep, when you feeling dark, you do want to fucking burn it down because you're always like, well, fuck it. I get that. And it's like, well, man, okay, okay, hold up, hold up. You know, don't try crack. You know, don't, <laughs> if there's one is, lesson is, you get out of this episode. It is don't, don't do crack. try crack. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that is that is exactly it's like that insane <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, oh wait, no, that's not the thought. Watch Snowfall. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, it's only six uh, seasons. Uh, oh six I thought it was six all, episodes. It's <laughs> only six seasons. But Is you, it good? I've been wanting to. I like it. I don't it's not great. Because it really it minimizes he watches, like everything, so like not great. That's I'm like, not well, true. You but do watch everything. I watch a lot. But it minimizes Very. the CIA's role, really. It makes it it looks <laughs> like it's like it's one rogue CIA agent as opposed to it being like an actual CIA program that ended up flooding America's inner cities with crack. So I think oh, that yeah. part to me is a little like bothers me a little bit. Yeah, that and AIDS. 
but we're not ready to talk about that. <laughs> we're, we're ready. <laughs> I mean, I, we can say that again for the Patreon. Exactly. Rite Aid versus CVS. It's epidemic. Okay, Terry, do you have time for yeah. another question? Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. I, I picked this last night, and then when I was looking at these today, I'm just like, wait, why did I pick this? So let's see how this works. <laughs> this comes to us anonymous from Instagram. Hello, love couples therapy. You guys are hilarious and your advice is so filled with humor and empathy. It's the best. Congratulations on your recent wedding too. Thank you. I have a conundrum for the pod that maybe you and your lovely guest could help me with. Lovely guest. I have recently come to realize that I may or may not be in love with one of my closest friends. Okay. Okay. I have been going on my therapy journey for the last few years and I'm finally dragging myself out of being attracted only to guys who don't care if I live or die. I.e. musicians with man buns. Can you relate, Carrie? <laughs> don't care. You have to drag yourself out of it. Was that your poison? Musicians with man buns? <laughs> or just don't care if you live or die. I think it's I think it's the former. <laughs> yeah. Versus the buns. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the buns carry with maybe that is like the like aesthetic signifier that yeah. they are emotionally <laughs> closed off. <laughs> My friend is the opposite of that. He really looks out for me in a way that I'm not used to anyone doing. And I don't think I was ready for that kind of attention earlier in our friendship, even when I thought he might be into me. Now that I finally realized maybe there's something there and that I'm interested, I worry it's far too late. He's been with his girlfriend for a few years and now they're well. planning on getting married. Well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> but then they write no proposal yet. Yes. Though. Parentheses. No proposal yet though. He told me this today, and it took everything in me not to cry there and then. At the same time, I swear he has been kind of flirting with me. We hang out all the time, and he clearly cares about me. Is there anything I can do to express to him how I feel, or is it actually too late? It's also hard because I can't know for sure whether we would be sexually compatible. But also, I think it could be the real thing, and I'm scared to lose the chance to explore it. But also scared of losing our friendship and blowing the whole thing up. It's terrifying being this vulnerable. I'm a true Aquarius. I don't know what that means. We are so, not astrology people. So whatever someone says I'm anything, either. I'm like, I don't know what you're telling me. I'm not me. either. <laughs> you know? I know like what my sign is. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's yes. it. <laughs> because I had, well, at some point you had to know that. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So showing, I'm a true Aquarius. So showing my feelings is really hard for me. Please help. Thank you so much in advance. Many exclamation marks. Okay. Well, I, just, I have one thing to say first. Congratulations on your wedding. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thank you. It looked beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Carrie, are you going to have a to-do? Yeah, in a few weeks. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Oh, man. At the end of the month. Oh, Congrats. my God. Carrie, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Very, yeah, we're getting at, at uh, Simon's parents' house. Oh, wow. we love that. See, that's is it full of key. sculptures? Speaking of Beetlejuice, is this like... <laughs> they, have a, they have a really dreamy house up there in Laurel Canyon and... Beautiful garden. That's it's it, gonna be man. That's my families man. and a few friends. Oh, a, that's how you do it. And then a beach day the next day. Oh, man, you you're doing it right. That's the you're dream. doing it right, Carrie. You're doing <laughs> yours, it right. But yours look beautiful. Like I also love like a yeah. But I would say Georgina I would wedding. never recommend it, and it's like so much if, stress. If a family yeah. member <laughs> owned property in Laurel Canyon or Topanga Canyon, <laughs> I'll yeah. take either. Yeah. Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> exactly. Something simple. We love that. Yeah. Um, okay. This is tough. This is a tough one. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> the, yeah. You, you, I'm sorry, but you missed your chance. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I, I, I feel bad for you. I really do. Yeah. I, I think especially yeah. if you want that friendship to stay. Because I'm like, you can do it if, you if you're okay to blow it all up. Right. Because I would also imagine if y'all are good friends, 
you also know this girlfriend? And it's like, trust me, if once you put it, don't think she ain't going to know. Like, you ain't going to be able to hang out again. Don't be you ain't Schmidt be able to hang from out the again. new girl. Schmidt from the These are two, these are two, these scenarios are both, maybe I'll do crack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I think it's meddlesome a yeah. little. And I think, I think, on it, like, I empathize with that unrequited question mark yes. longing and that complication. And that's very real. And I think you have every right to feel this way and like don't feel shame about feeling this way. And I think it's normal and I think it's 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 understandable mm-hmm. if you have someone that loves you as a friend that you but I also think it's like once someone is in a relationship where it looks like they're yeah, about to make years? that kind of commitment. Yeah. That's not yeah. Years no fly zone. It's talking not... about marriage. This is you're right about the like. This is like maybe I should do crack. This is like standing on the precipice of a canyon. Yeah, and being like I could jump off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's. I mean, I, in this era of Scandaval, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that. I, that you, you might know as well about said. Scandaval. You might as well have said I'm a Scorpio. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I know the well, one just, guy cheated on someone else or someone. Yeah, but it was with his. Long-term partners like best friends. So they're both terrible people. Do you see what I'm saying? The best friend. Oh, it was a somebody boy. somewhere. How? <laughs> the, like the show? The sister's yeah. husband. Oh, her- yes, with charity. <laughs> yes. <the laughs> oh, I haven't. I have to. I've only watched one episode. I have to get into the. It's incredible. It's lovely. It's, it's gentle, too. I think you'll like it. It's like a very gentle, funny, warm. You know what I mean? Like, you can just really relax into yeah. it. But the sister's husband. I love. Yes. Yes. It's that thing. Yeah, the sister. Okay. But. <laughs> That's how you. You got you to gotta use examples from fictional TV Pre- shows. Snowfall. Prestige television. Somebody yeah. somewhere. Prestige, exactly. Just yeah. prestige. The Americans. Sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Americans? Yeah. That's me and Simon's favorite show. Oh, I love a couple show. I love a bonding where you're like, this is our thing. That also is a couple. Like, that is couples therapy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the two sure. of them. Sure. A married, couple that out. Is, a married couple of spies. Who are actually everyone. married in real life. Yeah. I mean, the layers, the I levels. I know, so hot. I know. We mm. love. I wouldn't, I would just not, I think this is like a real, I think you're playing with fire mm-hmm. and I think you're going to end up hurting yourself and everyone else. And everyone else. Yeah. I agree. I think the other thing too is like, because here's the other thing. When you say this could be the real thing, I think there's a different way you got to look at this. You have a person in your life who treats you with care and kindness. And it is not predicated on a sexual relationship. And there is value in that. Meaning Mm. you now know that like you can have these kind of relationships with a person. You know what I mean? And you now know like, yeah, you guys have, it's like now, like as you go and attempt to date and meet people, you now know there's a baseline standard, right? Because you're like, well, I have friends in my life who treat me really yeah. well. I'm not going to settle for anything less. And so instead of looking like, oh, this person is good to me, they should be my primary partner. Instead, really appreciate the goodness and the simplicity of this relationship as it is. Cause I'm definitely, cause I was definitely that person. Like I would always have crushes on my f- male friends and have these relationships where I was like, and then I look back and I'm like, I actually, for, for, for several of them where I was like, I actually ultimately really appreciate that we never had a romantic relationship because we get to be friends for 10 years. You know, we get to be yeah. close as opposed to like the girl they were with and they had an intense one year and never spoke again. 
or whatever yeah. it was, right? And it's like sometimes like there's value in being the friend and be and being a friend and having someone be a friend to you. It doesn't always yes. have to go to that romantic place. Yeah, use use this this experience as like a benchmark or like a like a vision board for when you go in, you know what I mean? And I think, I think there is something and like, I'm not, again, this is, I'm not trying to be like wagging my finger, <laughs> but I do think there is something like alluring about like the, the drama of it. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We've all been there where we love the, like, there's like a thrill, you know, to like this, I, this premise of like, it's like a rom-com or like a, mm -hmm. at the end, they, the friends end up, but it's, you know, sometimes it's like, no, sometimes the friends should just say friends and it's, you're going to, I just feel like you're going to, you might regret it. Yeah. Absolutely. And and maybe the dude is even flirting because he's, yeah. he wants the drama too. So yeah. maybe like, maybe it's not in your head and maybe that that's actual, but still don't do it. Well, cause it's also like, that's don't not the relationship, it. right? The, the rom-coms usually smooth over the part where you've broken another person's heart. You got to help this new guy you love so much move all his shit out of his ex's apartment. Like, what does this yeah. really look like? As we said, like, yeah. this is not hurting you, hurting everybody else. Even if you said this and this and this and this guy is like, I do have feelings for you. He may also feel like I'm not leaving this beautiful relationship I've cultivated over years because you finally yeah. decided to be interested in me. It doesn't always mean you're going to have the thing, even if the feelings are required. Also to play you know to be on her, on the writer or the listener side i feel like well what's he's flirting with you what's he getting out of this is he getting some kind of like does he know maybe does he sense it and he wants to have his cake and eat it too a little mm. like you know you have to maybe like that's a little manipulative if that's the case for sure and like is he as good of a friend as you think mm. Mm. always have that yes we may be able to take yeah. him off a pedestal for a minute is yeah what saying. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. By the way, on the Americans, do you think when <laughs> Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Do you think when they filmed a love scene with someone else that the other person was on set watching and that they they took that maybe energy they got, back like, into the relationship? <laughs> maybe they got a kick out of it. I definitely think all the like the role playing and the different character, like I'm sure that all fueled <laughs> my other americans question do you think renee was a spy who is renee it's been a while since i've seen the show she was the next door neighbor's fbi's new wife oh i don't know who kind of gave that look in that mm. final moment where mm -hmm. she you're like wait she's like watching them pack up their house after they get busted and she kind of gives a look where it's like it's like a knowing look i don't know i haven't seen it since the finale but, mm. but you didn't have a feeling in that moment. I, I didn't remember. For Renee, because I love this idea. Because isn't that the FBI guy, the one who's like fair redhead guy? Yeah. Where I was What's like, his name? I know, the actor who's like obviously been every, Fred, everything for Noah so long. Noah Emmerich. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where I was like, yes, he would have somebody placed with him. To take over for. Yeah. And like he's such a perfect person to marry. Yeah. That is your job. That's what I'm like. Because he's so trusting. Yeah. I mean, that was and a I, common I, thing. With uh, with the FBI, they would have they would get married that like a spy would uh, yeah. infiltrate. Yeah, and I think Matthew Reese says at one point like I think I think she's a spy. I think she's one of us. Uh, it's so anyway. terrible because the FBI is such a good organization. <laughs> otherwise, they're an amazing. They're really an amazing group of people that have never done anything. That's true. They've never like 
tried they've never not assassinated people not a one muslim teens they've never done anything <laughs> awful with uh Martin yeah Luther king jr nothing or no. malcolm x or yeah they've never assassinated every you know what i mean yeah no. a pure organization that is just yeah. doing good in the world pure mm-hmm. well you know who else is pure and doing good in the world <laughs> oh carrie 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 oh my god carrie, carrie. guys i'm i feel like i'm a fan on here having a lucky day being with you two. Oh my god and we are fans having a lucky day so look at us all so happy what a beautiful friday what a wonderful start to pride Carrie, happy pride happy pride <laughs> to happy us all pride. um thank you so much for joining us on the podcast of course yeah, this was a such a joy seriously you're the best and uh congratulations on the upcoming wedding yeah, thank you right honey and, I'm, uh, I'm ready we'll see you all next time bye, bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.